John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. If you have your Bibles, open them up, please, to the book of Luke. Luke chapter number 2. I'm going to continue this series that I started. Actually, I gave you the introduction to this series uh, two weeks ago. And the series is titled, Just the Balanced Life, and how we can have balance in, in our life. And uh, it's something I think we all probably struggle with from time to time. Uh, we look around, and, and before long, things are not in proper balance in our life. And when things are not in when things are not balanced properly in our life, then it causes turmoil and some trouble in our life. And so I think there are four primary areas that we see out of Luke chapter 2 and verse 52 about the Lord Jesus Christ and these four areas that, that he grew in. And those are the four areas that I want to start unpacking over the next, um, I'll hit one today and then three more following the next three Sundays as we look at this. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 52. I'm just going to read this one verse of Scripture. And the Bible says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. And let's read that together. And it's on the screen if you don't have your Bible with you today. And Jesus increased together in wisdom and stature, in favor with God and with people. Again, together. And Jesus Okay, now let's all do it together really loud one more time. Okay, here we go. And Jesus... Good job. Let's pray. Father, we ask your blessings on your word today. And we pray, dear God, now that as we glean into your word, that you would open up our hearts and our minds and help us, Lord, to receive what the word of God has for us today. We are begotten by the Word, we're saved by the Word, we're kept by the Word. We live victorious Christian lives by the Word. God, I pray that the Word of God would speak to us today. If there's one here today that does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, my prayer is today that before they leave, that they would know you, that they would invite you into their heart, that you would become their Savior and their Lord today. If there's a Christian here today that just may be struggling with their faith, maybe just struggling in, in life, I pray that you would take the, the words that I'm going to say and, and encourage them and encourage their heart. And may they leave here today revived and renewed in the spirit of courage and boldness to be able to go and live this Christian life and this Christian walk. And Father, I pray the prayer that Martin Luther prayed many, many years ago. And he said something like this. He said, God, I realize the very best that I can do is to reach the ears of those that will listen. And how I'm totally dependent upon the Holy Spirit of God to take the words that I'm going to say and pierce the heart. Father, that's my prayer today. I have prepared, I have studied, I have put together a message around this subject. And I just now stand in total dependence upon you. That you, the Holy Spirit of God, 
would take the words that I'm going to say and pierce each one of our hearts and help us to become well-balanced Christians. We ask your blessings on our time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In our scripture in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 52, there's actually four areas that I think we need to pay attention to in our, in our own personal life. Now, a lot of times this could be, a couple of them could be just the private world. You see, we, we don't have much problem paying attention to the outward part of life because everybody sees that. But the inside, the inward part of our life, I think we must be very diligent that we pay attention to that and that we work on that area of our life. And we're going to look at one of those areas this morning. But the four areas that Jesus increased in, that he was well balanced in, first of all, was the area of wisdom. That's his intellect. Secondly, is the area of his stature. That's physically. The third area that he increased in was that he was in favor with God. That's spiritually. And the fourth area that he increased in, he was in favor with man or with people, and that is socially. So I think those four areas I want us to pay attention to as, as a church as a whole, as individuals, as families, that we dive into these four areas and that we, we work on those that may be out of balance. So today we're going to look at the mental balance. Jesus increased in wisdom, intellectually, and I want to talk a little bit about maintaining and having mental balance, or simply just balancing the mind. And I want to talk to you about a subject that maybe a lot of times we don't spend a lot of time thinking about. I want to talk to you about the subject of thinking. And how very important it is that, that we understand the value of good thinking. That we understand the value of what's taking place in our life. In Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2, you may look at this verse of scripture if you would like, in Romans 12 and 2. And it says, and do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. Or it may say, do not be conformed to this age. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now look what it says in Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2, first of all. It says, do not be conformed. Or do not conform any longer to the pattern of this age or this world. You know what that is? That's just being passive. The Word of God is saying, do not be passive. Do, do not just let... The world and the culture and society and the things of this world form you. Don't passively stand by and be conformed to the image of this world. But it says to be transformed. Now, if we're being transformed, that is more aggressive. And I want us to be aggressive in this area of transformation. Now, how does the Bible say that we are transformed? By our willpower? No. By turning over a new leaf? No. By, by working really, really hard at something? No. How does the Bible say that we are transformed? It says, by the renewing of your mind. Oh, guys, if we would just slow down long enough to think about the transforming power that the mind has. 
And you may be saying, well, in this church, shouldn't you just be dealing with the spiritual side of things? Yes, and we're going to deal with that. But I think we need to be a complete person that's maintaining balance. And here we have a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe he is a perfect picture of balanced humanity in his human form. The Bible says that he increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. He increased intellectually. He increased physically. He increased spiritually. He increased socially. And those four areas, guys, I want us to pay attention to. And today we're zeroing in a little bit on the mental aspect of it. Proverbs 23 and verse number 7, the New King James Version says this, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Wow, let that settle in. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Would you agree with me that it's very important what we are dwelling on, what we are thinking on, what we are focusing on, what we are are allowing to come in the eye gate and the ear gate? Would you agree with me that it's very important because the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I got on the screen for you a good little statement. It's not original with me. It says this, and it's talking about the understanding, the value of good thinking. Here's what I want you to see. I want you to see that everything begins with a thought. Take Victory Church, for instance. Victory Church as we know it today. There was a day when it did not exist. Victory Church. And it began with a thought that God placed in my heart in Bryson City, North Carolina, in 1996, the early part of 1997, it began with a thought. What would it be like to go plant and build a church with this type of a structure that we have? And it began with a thought. Guys, you realize that everything begins with a thought. And get this now. And what we think determines who we are. And who we are determines what we do. And our thoughts determine our destiny. And our destiny determines our legacy. So the legacy that we are leaving behind for our children and our grandchildren, where does it all begin? Come on, help me out here. With our thought process. It begins with what we are thinking about. Now, back in Romans 12 too, it says, Do not be conformed to the world or to the age. And if we're allowing ourselves to be conformed, then we're just passively standing by. And the next thing you know, we're conformed to the age. But be transformed. Aggressively, a transformation is taking place. Now, it's the same Greek word from where we get our English word, a metamorphosis. And we know that the transformation that's going to take place, the metamorphosis that would take place in our life, it does not begin on the outside, does it? It begins where? On the inside. And I believe that's one of the reasons why we must pay attention to the mental aspect of our life. To the mind, we must pay attention to it. I want you to turn your Bibles, if you will, to Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8. You need to highlight this verse of Scripture. You need to underline it. You need to mark it. You need to memorize it. 
Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is any praise Dwell or think on these things. Now, you know what you're going to have to be to think on these things? You're going to have to be aggressive. You're going to have to intentionally go against the current of our culture and our society to dwell and think on these things. Look what it says we're to be thinking on. Think on things that are true. Think on things that are honorable. Things that are just. Things that are pure. Things that are lovely. Things that are commendable. We are to be thinking on these things. John Maxwell in his book, Thinking, he says this, and here's a quote. He said, your life today is a result of your thinking yesterday. And your life tomorrow will be determined by what you think today. It has profound impact on our life. So let me ask you a question. Jesus maintained balance intellectually, this mental balance. How are we doing in the world of our thinking, of our mind, the mental aspect? Now, I'm going to get to the spiritual, and I'm going to touch base on the physical, and I'm going to touch base on the social aspect of our life, but I'm starting down now into the deep deepest part of our of our being our our mind our emotions our our soul our spirit all of that we're going to dig down in there a little bit well let me ask you a question why why should we embrace the value of good thinking i think there's several reasons why let me give you a few here you may want to jot these down on the back of your your bulletin i encourage you to jot these down also, all these messages will be uploaded on our podcast. You can go to our webpage and you can get these on a podcast. You can download them to your MP3 players and, and share them or just listen to them at another time also. But let me give you a few reasons why we should embrace the value of good thinking. Reason number one is this. Because good thinking creates the foundation of good results. Good thinking creates the foundation of good results. In Proverbs chapter 15 and verse number 28, the Bible says, The godly think before speaking. The godly think before speaking. Guys, do you realize it does matter the words that come out of your mouth? And how we need to be thinking before we say something. I mean, the words coming out of our mouth, I'll never forget the youth group many years ago when Cody Pratt was just a, a young teenager and, and he's in there with the youth group and, and they did an object lesson on this and they had a tube of toothpaste and they said, you speaking and saying words is like squirting toothpaste out of a tube and once it's out, it's out. There's no retracting it. There's no bringing it back in. We can say, oh, I'm just kidding, but let me tell you the Words hurt, and they're out, and they'll always be out. And I remember watching Cody thinking, I can get that toothpaste back in that tube. And you know what he did? He gathered all that toothpaste that they had squirted out on the table, and he gathered it up, and he put it in his mouth, and he got that tube, and he started blowing it back into that tube. He wasn't very successful, but it was very comical to watch him try to do that. 
The Bible says in Proverbs 15, 28, the godly think before speaking. You know what that's called? It's called the law of the harvest. In other words, whatever we plant, we're going to reap. We reap what we sow. Now, in the practical realm, we don't have any problem understanding that aspect. But it also takes place in the mental side of our life. It's easy in the natural world to accept the law of the harvest. But few understand it in the mental and the moral world of our lives that's deep down where maybe no one, actually no one can see. In Job chapter 4 and verse number 8, the Bible says, and Job is speaking, he says, My experience shows that those who plant trouble and cultivate evil will harvest the same. There's the law of the harvest. In Proverbs 22, 8, the Bible says, He who sows iniquity will reap sorrow. Once again, the law of the harvest. In Hosea chapter 8 and verse number 7, the Bible says, For they sow to the wind, they shall reap the whirlwind. Once again, the law of the harvest. And I go back to Proverbs 15, 28, the godly speak, or the godly think before speaking. So just the point that Good thinking creates the foundation for good results and good things to happen in your life, I think is one of the reasons why we should embrace the value of good thinking. Number two, jot this one down, not only because it, in, it creates the foundation for good results, but secondly, because good thinking increases your potential. Good thinking just increases your potential. James Allen in his book, As a Man Thinketh, says this, He says, you will become as small as your controlling desire, as great as your dominant aspiration. Let that sink in. You will become as small as your controlling desire or as great as your dominant aspiration. You see, good thinking increases your potential. In Proverbs chapter 23 and verse number 7, King Solomon says this. He says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So if your thinking shapes who you are then it naturally follows that your potential is determined by your thinking. Would you agree? Huh? Thinking is powerful. Matter of fact, here's the illustration by Sam Walton. You guys know who Sam Walton is? Most of us do. He said, in a quote, here's what he says. He said, I guess in all my years what I heard more often than anything was... A town of less than 50,000 in population cannot support a discount store for very long. i got a question for you. Do you think that Sam Walton thought for himself or listened to what everybody else was saying? He started thinking for himself, didn't he? Everybody else told him it couldn't work. And, of course, we know that obviously Walmart and Sam's, would you say it's a pretty successful business today? Would you say it's impacted our culture and probably impacted your home and my home? Sure it has. Every one of us go to Walmart. Matter of fact, Tom tells me every time you guys have been there. I love going in there seeing Tom, don't you? Walking that door. We actually, I think it was Ethel and I went in there. This was, you went, no, it's James. Was it James or Ethel? Me and Ethel, I think, went in there and saw him this past week and talked with him a little. Good thinking, it will increase your potential. I'm going to move on from that. Number three, jot this one down. Why should we embrace the value of good thinking? Because good thinking, thirdly, produces more good thinking. There is a condition. If you make it a habit. I want you to underline the word habit. I want you to write that word down and underline it and circle it. We must make good thinking a habit. 
I like this quote. Listen to this. I am your constant companion. I am your greatest helper or heaviest burden. I will push you onward or I will drag you down to failure. I am completely at your command. Half of the things you do, you might just as well turn over to me, and I'll be able to do them more quickly and correctly. I am easily managed. You must merely be firm with me. Show me exactly how you want something done, and after a few lessons, I will do it automatically. I am the servant of all great men and of all the failures as well. Those who are great, I have made great. Those who are failures, I have made failures. I am not a machine, though I work with all the precision of a machine plus the intelligence of all men. You may run me for profit or you may run me for ruin. It makes no difference to me. Take me, train me, be firm with me, and I will place the world at your feet. Be easy with me, and I will destroy you. Who am I? I am habit. What habits have we picked up? What habits are we developing? I want to encourage you to develop and pick up the habit of good thinking. Now, I'm talking about good, moral, biblical, positive, true, honorable thinking, as it says in Philippians 4.8. Well, how do we do that? Let me give you these three things. I'm going to be done. How do you establish good thinking? Number one, jot this one down. I think you must expose yourself to good input. Number one. How do we develop the habit of good thinking? We... We expose ourselves to good input. You know where it begins? It begins right here. It begins every single day with you getting into the Word of God and reading the Word of God for yourself every single day. Most of us don't miss the news. Most of us don't miss the sports or sports center whenever it comes on. Most of us don't miss reading the newspaper. Most of us Hardly go through a day without getting on Facebook. Most of us are on Twitter daily. Most of us are on our computers. Most of us are checking email every day. Most of us are checking our cell phones and sending text messages every day. I wonder how many of us are as diligent to getting into the Word of God every day as we are as getting on Facebook and Twitter and social media. Good thinking is going to start right here in the book. Guys, if we're going to maintain the balance that Christ had, when it says that He increased in wisdom, it's going to start by reading the Word of God. How do we establish good thinking? How do we establish the good habit of good thinking so we can be, have this mental balance in our life? I think it begins with the Word of God. It also moves into the realm of memorizing the Word of God and memorizing Scripture. Psalm 119 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Guys, it comes from the Word of God. We must elevate the Word of God in our own life. We must be in it every single day, not not begrudgingly or getting my five minutes in, but we must create this desire and this passion that we've got to get into the Word of God. We've got to be hungry for the Word of God. Guys, it starts right here. If we're going to develop this value of good thinking, 
then it must start with good input, which I believe starts with the Word of God. There are people that I know that have never missed, and I know she's off the air now, and she started her own TV network now, I believe, but there are people that never miss an episode of Oprah. Hello? But they'd go through the day and miss spending time with God or get it into the Word of God. There are people that will not miss a day of watching Fox News, but they'll miss a day of not getting into the Word of God. There are people that will not miss a day of CNN, but they'll miss a day of not getting into the Word of God. Guys, we've got to elevate this above everything else in our life. Hello? It starts with good input. Philippians 4, 8, once again, finally, brothers, whatever things are true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and commendable, if there's any moral excellence, if there's any praise, dwell on these things. Now notice I said good input. Listen, guys, there's some junk out there you should not be exposing your mind to. Hello? You must be careful. You must guard the gates of the eye. You must guard the gates of the ear. There are some things you should, there are some movies you just should not go see. Hello? There's some music you just should not listen to. Listen, we want to get back to Philippians 4, 8. We want to think of things that are true and honorable and just and moral and pure and lovely and commendable. And there's some stuff out there that's just garbage. Now, I'm not against the movies. We go to the movies, but I tell you, sometimes we go to a movie and I'm thinking, you know what, we're, and there's been many times we've gotten up as a family and walked out. You need to do the same if you find yourself in a bad situation. Leave. I like this. It's called the keeper of the keys. Listen to this. You are the keeper of the keys. You are the guard at the gate. Waiting in line to get through the door is love and also hate. In line to enter is gentle peace and also violent war. You must choose who may and who may not come through the door. Intolerance tries to sneak on through on wings of fear or pride. It hides behind dreams of belonging that tries to sneak inside. Oh, be alert. You're the guard who decides who goes and who may stay. You are the keeper of the keys to your mind. Who will you let in today? Guys, we need to guard ourselves there. I want to encourage you as far as good input is concerned. First and foremost, get into the Word of God. Read the Word of God. I encourage you to get the Bible in MP3 format and just listen to the Word of God. You need to be listening to good music. You need to be reading God's Word. You need to be listening to, to good sermons. And there's great preachers all across America that broadcast their podcasts and their sermons free. I encourage you to tap into that and download some of that stuff and fill your mind with good Input. Have I said enough on that? I think so. Number two, jot this down. Not only must we expose ourselves to good input, but then I think also we must expose ourselves to good thinkers. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend. And guys, I think maybe sometimes we just need to evaluate the, spe- the people that we spend our time with. Are they good thinkers? I encourage you. I encourage you to get around some people that challenge you to think and that they're thinking. And it's like iron sharpening iron. I tell you, you know, I don't want to, I really don't enjoy being around just yes people all the time. They don't challenge. I like to, I, I love good debates. 
Matter of fact, um, he's almost like a brother to me, but he's really my wife's first cousin. And he is, he is a Lindsay, and we will not hold that against him. But James Lindsay was in visiting with, with my family this week, and he came in on Wednesday. He left yesterday, and he and I have some of the healthiest debates. Now, my mother-in-law calls it fussing. I don't call it fussing. She, she heard us in a debate, and she said, do you two always fuss? And I said, this isn't fussing. This is debating. And what it is, it's iron sharpening iron. And every single statement that's made is challenged by the other person to prove the integrity of it and the truth of it. And man, we're just always going back and forth. Hey, I came out a little bit sharper. I won, by the way. I'm just kidding. But we need to expose ourselves to some good thinkers. Thirdly, get this. And this is very practical, but don't overlook this. We need to schedule time to think. A lot of times we live in this fast-paced world that, man, we're making decisions without thinking about anything. I mean, just on a whim and a wham, boom, 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 we're making decisions. That can get you in trouble. You need to schedule time to think. How many are familiar with Dan Cathy? Truett Cathy's son, Dan Cathy, CEO of Chick-fil-A. And he came to First Baptist Church in O'Fallon last spring and spoke and And I was able, fortunate to be able to go over and listen to him. Great man, great Christian man, but also a great thinker. Listen to what he says about scheduling time to think. And he talks about, and he shares this with his Chick-fil-A employees about how they need to have time to think. And he shares with them his schedule. His schedule, he said, I I set aside time in my schedule just to think. Here's his schedule. He said, I set set aside time to think for half a day every two weeks. So every two weeks, half a day is set aside just to think. One whole day every month. One entire day every month he sets aside just to think. And then two or three days every year is set aside just to think. Now, go back through your calendar and your smartphones and your iPad and your computers and or maybe if you're still the old conventional paper and pencil go back to the uh, what they used to call those day runners go back to your day runner calendar and, and I want you to go back and tell me and show me and just for yourself where did you schedule time just to think you're making all these decisions for your life have you spent time thinking about your life thinking about decisions Thinking on the Word of God. Thinking on what God's will is for you. Living out God's perfect will for your life before we half-heartedly just go make decisions. Now, guys, we need to be scheduling time. So I want to, I want to encourage you. This week, I want you to set aside some time, you discern what it's going to be, to think. And I want you to start with some good input. Start with reading God's Word and then just meditating on that. And then just thinking about your life and thinking about decisions that you have to make. And thinking about the direction that you're going to be going. We need to schedule some time to think. So put your good thinking into action. And remember, I've hit this verse several times. I'll close with it even now. Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I wonder as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Let me ask you the question. Are you spending time daily in the Word of God? Are you spending time just getting alone with God? 
and meditating on His Word and thinking about your love and thinking about His will for you. Who are the good thinkers in your life? What have you been thinking about? I want to encourage you. Philippians 4, 8. Think on things that are true. Think on things that are honorable. Think on things that are just. Things that are pure. Things that are lovely. Things that are commendable. How's the mental part of your life? We're going to deal with the spiritual We're going to deal with the physical. We're going to deal with the social. But today is just on the mental part of it. How's your mind? Is it pure? Are we thinking thoughts we shouldn't be thinking? Are we entertaining ideas and scenarios and thoughts in our mind? Do we need a cleansing of our mind? Have we been watching things we shouldn't be watching, listening to things we should not be listening to? Engaging in drama we should have no part of. Father, right now I just commit this time to you. And dear God, if there's one here today that does not know you as their Lord and their Savior, my prayer is that today will be the day when they would invite you into their heart. But God, I pray for those that are Christians here today. And it's so easy to allow the things of the world to penetrate our mind. Help us to be the keeper of the gate. Help us to guard the things that we allow in. Help us, God, in the area of our mind to grow like Jesus did. To maintain balance in that area. May it be Christ-honoring what goes on in our mind. Help us, God, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which comes through the Word of God. Have your will and way in our time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. That's victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can call, email, or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109 in O'Fallon, Illinois. Or come check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.